0: This is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. So here we are. The gold price has punched back through US $1,800 an ounce up to US 1832 in response to monetary and geopoliticals all over the place. That makes for an Aussie gold price of 2552 an ounce as we speak. And that means margins on production are again comfortably around the 81000 dollars an ounce level. So it's a great business to be in and it means that investor interest in the sector will be on the rise in coming months following the sector being left in the shade last year by the lithium boom and the run up in base metal prices. So it's good today to be diving back into the WA Gold sector by having a chat to Mika Gold. As its name suggests, the company has a near term production opportunity at its Murchison Gold project near Mika Thara. It has also made people sit up and take notice of some exciting exploration results, both at the Murchison project and down Esperance Way at its Circle Valley project. Uh, Now uh, Mika will be a new name for some, as it was previously known as Latitude Consolidated, which went through a project, board and management and capital overhaul last year to become the Mika we see today. It last traded at 5.3 cents for a market cap of $48 We have Mika's CEO. Tim Davidson with us today to bring us up to speed with the company's planning to become a gold producer and the unfolding exploration story in the Murchison and at the exciting Circle Valley prospect. G'day Tim, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello Barry, great to be back with you.
0: Right, now Tim, give us a snapshot of your professional background just for those listeners who may not have uh, caught up with you previously.
1: Yeah, thanks, Barry. Look, my background, I'm a mining engineer and, um, and spent the, the vast part of my career in operations, um, running underground mines predominantly, uh, and um, prior to, to joining Mika working with, with Silverlake, running some of their assets out of Kalgoorlie. And that's really where uh, the, the Murchison Gold Project and, and Mika Gold came together. Um, Murchison Gold Project was an asset that was held by, by Silverlake um, I negotiated a transaction with, with Silver Lake and, uh, and with, with Latitude at the time, but, but what is the, the Meka Gold Company now? And, um, and we purchased the asset, the Murchison Gold Project, from Silver Lake. And the mandate that I had at the time was to, to take the Murchison Project um, from a, an expiration play, which it, it really was at the time, and, and put it back into production. And we've been working fastidiously to that end. Um, over the last, well, we completed the transaction in February of last, last year. Uh, so for the last 12 months. Um, and look, aside from that, we've, we've really had a, a busy year since we spoke last, Barry. Uh, we completed a, a successful phase one exploration campaign in Murchison. Um, as you said, that's, that's 50 K's north of Meekathara. Uh, we completed a, a reconnaissance air corps program at Circle Valley and, and that delivered far in excess of of What we anticipated with with broad zones of gold, um, shallow gold, I might say, and um, and we're you know excitedly following that up at the moment. We're, we're drilling down there at present, um, and then aside from the exploration uh, activities we've got going on, or we completed last year, we uh, we delivered the the first mining study to um, that contemplates putting the Murchison Gold Project back into production, and and that's. That outlines a a very robust 400,000-ounce or in excess of uh, 400,000-ounce production scenario, uh, delivers over $180 million of free cash flow at uh, at a $2,400 Aussie dollar gold price and a a modest capital requirement to build the project or to put the project back into production of $50 million. So a really exciting opportunity for us and um, and certainly, you know, we're looking to build that with the exploration work that we've got going on. Just
0: uh, on the Murchison project, the scoping study uh, released in December and you've just run through some of the the key figures there. Obviously, it's got a lot of leverage to uh, the gold price. If you were to plug in uh, 2,600, I see the... uh, Free cash flow goes from what
1: 182 million up to 260. Yeah. Up to 260, Barry. So it's a, in terms of you know if you're looking incrementally at 2400 an ounce Aussie dollars, it delivers 100 just over 180 80 million dollars free cash. Uh, every hundred dollar gold price increase, Aussie dollar gold price increase adds another 40 million dollars of, of free cash flow to the project. So highly levered to the to the gold price and and a fantastic opportunity for the business. Um, as we look to you know develop it and, and certainly you know there's some other exciting stuff going on exploration wise so so so, a lot of irons in the fire if you like it's um it's certainly exciting times for the business.
0: So there's uh, two key deposits there at the moment and uh, a third one, St Anne's, where there's, there's been some uh, interesting exploration results recently. But I, I see uh, you obviously have uh, moved it into a PFS stage now.
1: Yeah. Once we released the the mining study in, or the scoping study in December of last year, um, the board uh, reviewed that study and and the metrics that that study delivered and and you know it was such an appealing opportunity for us we we made the decision to roll straight into a pre pre-feas, uh, pre-feasibility study that's likely to be delivered towards the middle of this calendar year and and you know all things being equal um, we see ourselves moving into a definitive feasibility study and and really uh, locking in a lot of the the um, the things we need to, to restart production in the second half of this year. So, look, it's it's busy from a planning perspective, and um, you know, and and I guess in addition to, to what we've currently got, it's this study is based on the 1.1 million ounces we've got in the ground at, at present in in mineral resource um, ounces of gold. Uh, with the drilling that we've got going on at the moment, where you know we're obviously looking to to grow that resource, and that will make for a more more appealing uh, uh, development scenario or development proposition. And, and I guess to that end, really, you, you know, you, you mentioned there was two key deposits, uh, Andy Well, which has in the order of half a million ounces in the ground, uh, very high grade over eight grams per ton. Um, we've got the Turnberry deposit which uh, sits, uh, you know, 15 kilometres to the southeast of, of Andywell and that's got 610,000 ounces. That's a big open pit followed by an underground mine and, and that's never been mined. It's completely virgin. Uh, and, and then south of Turnbury, we've, we've got a, a prospect called St Anne's and some of the, the results we put out in, in January of this year, it's really starting to shape up as a, a, a deposit looks uh, similar to, to Turnbury. Um, the grade and the width of mineralisation are, are very much, uh, you know, similar to what we see at Turnbury. So an example of the results we, re- uh, we released was 24 meters at 4.8 grams, um, 36 meters at a gram, 8 meters at 2.66. So you know, and there's consistent strike. So we're seeing continuity of strike. Uh, the the tenor of mineralisation is um, you know, is reasonably continuous. So it's a very exciting opportunity for us there at, at Saint Anne's and and that. That exploration prospect doesn't presently have a, a mineral resource attached to it. It's directly south of, of the Turnbury deposit. It's, it's in the same shear zone. It's in the same geology. And we're, we're really excited by not only what we see at St Anne's, to the south of Turnbury, but the opportunity to close that gap between St. Anne's and, and Turnbury, which is, you know, the same geology, uh, Greenstones, um, we've got a uh, magnetic dollarite unit that, that, pass, that um, extends all the way from Turnbury to St. Anne's, that shear zone extends through there and that, that dollarite unit is what we see hosting the mineralisation. So really exciting opportunity and, and it's a five kilometre strike. Um, so in terms of scale, it's it's got the scale uh, as well, if we can get in there and, and prove up that mineralisation.
0: How hard do you you push on St Anne's, given that you have this existing development opportunity? Do you have a, a dual strategy, more drilling at St Anne's to build up a resource? Area?
1: Absolutely. So we're drilling at present. Uh, we're drilling some of the deeper stuff at, at Turnbury to try and shore up the underground side of the mining study there, uh, and and we've got a drill rig. Um, a, a Air Corps drill rig, Air Corps RC drill rig, multi-purpose rig that, um, that's heading back to site to drill out St. Anne's at, uh, in, in, towards the end of February. So, so certainly, um, you know, working, uh, we've got a, a, a robust plan to get in there and do more drilling. A long strike of those intercepts I mentioned, you know, 24 metres at 4.8, 36 metres at a gram, drilling to the north and to the south. You know, we've got a... a Nearly 100 meters of strike defined by drilling at the moment at St. Anne's with consistent grades and, and mineralization. The next uh, drilling that we've got to the north is about 150 meters to the north, and we see mineralization in that drilling. And then to the south is another 300 meters to the south, and again, we see mineralization there. So, you know, we've got a big open strike at St. Anne's with, with, just no drilling, um, but we we can see from what we we have drilled that there's consistency of, of mineralization and and, um, and certainly of grade. So, look, really exciting opportunity for us, and, and we're going to work to to drill that out and put a resource around St Anne's, and um, and that, like I said, will, will add to the value, or, or you know, we certainly certainly believe it will add uh, to the the mining study or the the pre-feasibility study in terms of a, a production base if we can put a resource around that.
0: One figure that jumped out, or well, a stat that jumped out at me was that um, Andy's well, well, up produced its last gold in 2017 when gold was all of uh, eight dollars, sixteen hundred dollars an ounce. So very different times, of course. The previous owner then had other issues, but uh, sixteen hundred dollars an ounce to what are we today? More than two and a half. So there's your nine hundred dollars an ounce extra margin. So
1: I think you know to add to that, we we see our all-in sustaining costs in the murchison being. Reasonably similar to to what Doré experienced, you know, we are we, forecasting a cost in the order of sixteen hundred dollars, you know, sixteen hundred and fifty dollars an ounce, all in sustaining cost, which you know, which is in that that ballpark, if you like, um, but certainly we've had the the tailwind. With respect to the gold price, and and I think if you you know if you take a step back and you look at where the gold price is going and and what drives the gold price, certainly risk sentiment to us to a certain extent, but but inflation or, or more precisely inflation expectations, I, I think, is the big driver there. And you know I'm not an economist, but but you can sort of put a few metrics together and and take a view of where where the gold price is going to go based on inflation expectations. I mean, we've got. Uh, you know, the, the ABS put out some data in in February. You know, unemployment rate below five; it's closer to four, four point two. You know, uh, the participation rate steady at sixty six percent. So employment's really strong, and we're certainly seeing that in WA with you know the the pressure on the on the labour market and the inability for companies to source you know employees and and you know restrictions on travel is is hampering that as well. The other the other thing that we're seeing you know with that that pressure on the labor market is we're starting to see wage growth so you know since 2010 we went from a four percent annual increase in uh, you know wage pricing inflation um, went down to sort of 1.5 in early 2021. And it's, you know, that trend, that downward trend certainly been broken now. We, we're seeing it, you know, September last year, they reported 2.2. So we're starting to pick that back up. And I think we're going to see that those wage wage presses, pressures over the next few years certainly increase above the, the 2.2% and certainly towards 4. You know, with that household saving, people haven't been able to get out and, and spend money. So you, you're seeing record um, record household saving ratios. People are paying down credit. You can see all the consumer loans are being paid off. So there, you know, there's there's this, um, you know, people have got record amount of savings. They they haven't been able to go out and do the things that they want, and and that I think you know once people can get out and, and travel and, and move about, I think is going to be a, a massive driver for inflation. And I, I think when you look at the, you know, um, the the debt levels for for uh, nation states and, and certainly countries, you know, sovereign debt levels, the inflation rate, you know, the central banks, the reserve bank, um, you know, the the Fed in the states, they're gonna keep interest rates pinned at, at close to zero. That's that's my fundamental belief and, and that's how they're gonna erode the you know the nominal value of, of, of that debt through um you know through inflation. So look all of those things, you know, without you know just taking a high level view put all those things together and i think you know we're in a, a situation where the gold price is going to have a significant tailwind for the next few years and that's really fantastic for us
0: uh for a mining engineer you're not a bad mineral economist so <laughs>
1: thanks for that i think people try and make those things overly complex but the reality is that you know you're looking at it, it's pretty simple data and, and you can take a view on on where things are going from from those uh, those simple metrics but uh Thanks, Barry. I appreciate the comment, mate.
0: Now, uh, just I was wondering, uh, given you have the mill, you've got the resource, you've got the scoping study leading into a PFS, so it's all in supportive gold price, obviously. Uh, When you look around at some of your peers, uh,
1: you're properly valued. Oh, look, we're we're very. uh, I think you know the way we look at ourselves is from an enterprise value perspective, and. Um, you know, when you look at, you, you mentioned our market cap, we're below 50. We've, we, you know, we finished December, the December quarter with a, a strong cash position. You know, we had $6.7 million in the bank. Um, you know, so we, our EV is in the order of $40 million bucks. Um, you know, we've got 1.1 million, ounce, 1.1 million ounces in the ground. So, you know, you're looking at less than $40 an ounce from a, a EV per resource. ounce. So, you know, I don't want to compare us with with our, our peers because you know everyone's different, they've got different grade resources, you know, the the opportunity to monetize those resources is different, access to infrastructure, jurisdiction, but we're very comfortable with with where we're at in terms of valuation and certainly see an opportunity, you know. We, we feel that we we can move higher and, and not put pressure on them, you know, being considered overvalued. Um, and certainly as we look to put the asset back into production and get closer to that point of, of cash flow, I, I see the share price going or the, the market cap of the business going significantly higher. And, I mean, the other thing is we haven't spoken about yet is, is Circle Valley, and that's really the X factor. Um, you know, my geology team's very excited by what they see there. I, you know, I don't I caution them not to get too far in front of their skis, but... You know, we're we're seeing some pretty exciting things. The very first, yeah, you know, we did we did a reconnaissance air corps program through there last year. We weren't expecting to to you know, to intercept gold as such, we were more trying to wrap, uh, map the geology and, and the regolith profile for, for future exploration work. And we got some pretty broad, you know, 23, 24 metre intercepts of, of gold. We followed that up this year in in early January. Um, the first hole we drilled, we we drilled 20 metres at, at 4.66. And that was within a broader intercept of 36 metres at, at 2.7. And in terms of the depth, we're not talking deep mineralization. This is from 12 metres below surface. And, and that was the very first, Hole. So, look, you know, the the it's an exciting opportunity. We're getting some good numbers out of there. Where we've drilled about seven thousand meters as we speak of, uh, you know, a planned seven thousand meter program. We're probably we're, we're extending that for for another week or so. So, it's probably going to be closer to eight eight and a half thousand meters by the time we finish. Um, and those results are yet to come in, but they'll certainly guide what we or where we go with the project. Uh, and, and, you know, the next phase of exploration. And look, in terms of what we see to date, you know, that there's obviously mineralization there. I just said, you know, we've got strong gold intercepts 20 metres at 4.66. But the exciting thing from, from the geology team is, is the scale. So there's a, a 1.2 kilometre by 400 metre um, gold in soil anomaly. You know, there just shouldn't be gold in soil in in this uh, in the Albany Fraser. It should be completely a stripped um, regolith profile. And, and the fact that we're seeing that, that auger anomaly is, is significant. Um, then we did the air core drilling below that. <clears throat> Across that 400 meter zone, so we drilled a cross strike. You know, we saw anomalous. Uh, all of the pathfinders that the boys saw, or the the team saw at uh, at Tropicana when they were doing you know early exploration there. Metal enrichment, silver. We had up to a gram and uh, 1.7 grams per ton end of hole silver grade. And and when you look at all of the holes we drilled across this strike, you know there's there's not a grade below point. Uh, look, we've got point one there. Um, but a lot of the grades are in excess of, of um, one, you know, one gram per tonne silver, which is which is really an exciting, you know, uh, anomalism. We've got molybdenum, tellurium, berry, like all of the pathfinders that they saw at Tropicana, we're seeing that at Anomaly A. And, and I think the scale of that anomalism, the gold intercepts, you know, that's that's really got the guys excited by the, the prospect and the size of this, you know, potential size of this prospect. So, look, it's um, while it's still very early days and, and, you know, there's a lot of work to be done, we're certainly seeing things that that excite us and um, and the plan is to do a, uh, do a lot more work there. We see a, a big opportunity there. So, So exciting times.
0: Uh, certainly is uh, mentioned Tropicana there I've just mentioned what I think they produce more than three million ounces now and I think the deposit size is around seven million ounces so uh, we've been waiting for some uh, some Big gold discovery in uh, the Albany Fraser uh, since Tropicana's discovery, so who knows?
1: We're trying our hardest there, Barry. We, we're certainly giving it a good crack.
0: So we've uh, run through pretty much uh, the key points, but um, it would be great, Tim, if you could just give investors a feel for what they should be looking out uh, for as 2022 unfolds.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. Look, we're, we're currently drilling at both projects in the Murchison and, uh, and at Circle Valley, which is down near Esperance. Um, So drill results from both of those. In the Murchison, we've got diamond drilling ongoing as we speak. Um, That program's been going on for the last three or four months uh, and and it's planned to go through to the end of February at this stage. We're currently drilling. We've got air core drilling going on at Circle Valley and there's likely to be a little bit more RC drilling to follow that up towards the end of February and then kicking off uh, some extensional so strike extension drilling at St Anne's in, in the Murchison towards the end of February. So very very uh you know aggressive exploration program for the business over the next you know 6 months or so uh so drill results is obviously going to be a big part of the news flow and and the team is also working on the pre-feasibility study which we'll we'll look to get out towards the middle of this calendar year and um you know we see it being largely in line with the the mining study the, the mine scoping study that we released in in December of last year and the caveat to that is you know obviously St. Anne's is is not doesn't have a resource isn't included in that mining study, and um, you know if, if we can if we can drill out something significant there, then then that's certainly going to get pulled into that the, the results. So, um, look strong news flow over the next next few months, and and really exciting times for the business in terms of you know both the Murchison and, and really the X factor, which is what we come up with at Circle Valley.
0: It certainly is okay. There we go, folks. Very interesting story. Near term production potential. Um, well, it's uh, well on the pathway to becoming a producer. in the Murchison, and uh, the X Factor, Circle Valley, high-impact exploration drilling as we speak. So we'll be watching with interest. So thanks for your time today, Tim. Good luck with it all, and uh, we'll speak
1: again soon. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Barry. Cheers.